Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Can you yeah. cut that out, please? That's not fair. Hello, hello, leavers and believers. Welcome back to another episode of Leaving Hillsong. My name's Tanya and this episode is There's Always Been a Lot to Say, part two. It's Grace sharing a lot of gems. We've been talking about the implosion of Hillsong and we get stuck into talking about conferences and events and the addictive nature of them. And Grace shares a lot of positive experiences at Hillsong and then how she ended up walking away and making meaning for herself. This episode was meant to be out a bit earlier, but I've been horribly sick with the COVID that is now gone. I really like this conversation and I hope you will too. Pull up a chair, grab a coffee and let's dive into There's Always Been a Lot to Say, part two. It's just changed so much and yet the more things change the more they stay the same. I can't believe there's actually, I didn't know there was an evangelist called Cash Luna who turned up where, at conference this year? But he he, um, he preached in Spanish and what's our long, our long friend who used to be the Marylands pastor as his like interpreter. He came to Sydney wearing like a very expensive Louis Vuitton jumper. Okay. And everyone was having a bit of a laugh about high, high-end brands, high-end brands. But he's apparently been in the news circulating about money and drugs and being a high-profile pastor. But he, he's from South America as well. Like he's... Yeah. Pentecostalism grows in rapid rates in South America. I think that last I read the profile of a Pentecostal is a 27-year-old Brazilian woman. So it's huge there. But what are the chances of a, a prosperity gospel preacher being called cash? I know. There, there, is a lot, there, there is a humble following. I mean, these international speakers definitely said yes to 
coming in for conference. But I think as well, who knows if, if, if church was hosting a conference for 2020 paid tickets, perhaps they were also fulfilling contracts for these speakers as well. Ah. From the, who knows? Who knows? Ah, why it's not? my wild guess. They would have all globally lost a lot of money in the last couple of years from all their love offerings. You're absolutely on the ball there. Yeah, and and as well, they would have had to have been willing to attach their face and name to a Hillsong conference post-COVID and post-scandal. A lot of quiet, not, not much going on in conference land. I've heard that they're unsure whether conference would continue in the future at in Sydney and the same goes for colour and we do know there's quite a few jobs that church does hire for just conferences so I guess there'll be another round of redundancies soon as well. And where do you think that'll come from like what department sorry but will that? Conference events. Oh I see so. Conferences that they run also uh, the the end of the end is happening for channel as well so I think they've all been they've all been given their end date and the hosts, the people who own the channel had taken away the rights off Hillsong anyway a while ago. They must have given them 90 days notice or something. But okay. all those jobs are being wrapped up as well. That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. So definitely another round of redundancies and the staff, staffing will get smaller. And it that- only has to, right? If you're losing X amount of people every Sunday, across a number of campuses surely is the, the first thing that goes at jobs. It depends, I guess, where their revenue is still coming from and going to. And, you know, there is so much revenue in the music and the streaming and, you know, there's a lot to fall back on there, I would have thought. But what would I know? I mean, they, they bought Melbourne's Festival Hall for $23 million and... That was supposed to be, you know, it's a beautiful building that a lot of bands liked playing at until Hillsong got a hold of it. So they're unable to rent it out at other times because no one wants to touch it in the mainstream music world and be affiliated with them. And they haven't, like, renovated it properly and I don't understand how they can claim running at a loss if they've got some $20 million building down the road, you know, stuff, but, yeah. Oh, I can't keep up with the amount of buildings and stuff they've owned. I mean, I know. happening to all of them, even this, the ones in in Sydney that yeah. were for college housing, like, no idea. Hmm. I suspect the property portfolio is 500 times bigger than, you know, what we could probably piece together. I remember in about 2007, the Business Review Weekly in Australia tried to tried to connect Gloria Jeans to Hillsong. And even though one of the owners, Nabi Sali, was on the board of Hillsong and the other owner was, you know, if, if not on the board, I can't remember, he was very high up. They still couldn't actually, you know, using all the searches available at the time, they couldn't connect them on paper the Gloria Jean's Coffee to Hillsong. I mean, the one time I turned up to Colour Your World, there were five Gloria Jean's Coffee stalls in the car park. You know, the connections were very strong and uh, you couldn't connect it on paper. So I'm sure, you know, 
all these years later and all these uh, accountants later, yeah, there must be so much more business going on than we'd be able to keep track of. Bit of a ramble. That's actually all been really interesting, hey, that whole college thing because it's so uh, central to what they do. You can't, you know, it's like McDonald's training up managers. They need people in college for growth. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. I mean, like, it was a considerable amount, amount of percentage of labour to get things done. I mean, they would say they wanted volunteers sign up. But oh, they, and that too, um, yeah. I mean, they, they got so many volunteers every year, which we all know London, to be a volunteer, I think you had to pay 50 quid. So yeah. um, a lot of people yes. then sign up. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing I was told by a bird. There'll be no European conference next year. There's not enough volunteers. People do not want to volunteer since lockdown, which makes sense. I mean, they're already paying for it. So I found that concept really weird. How are you going to lure people into to volunteer? I mean, and we all knew you do the week of crazy, pull some crazy, crazy hours, like 60, 70 hours a week, plus travel back and forth between the hills and, the, and Homebush and, and crazy, crazy traffic let alone rainy season and terrible, terrible roads. And then, you know, everyone will wind up sick the next week. And then you had no one around for the next weekend of church. Like it was just a never ending cycle. I mean, we all loved it. I mean, let's be honest, we didn't lock up because we didn't like it or that we were told we had to. I mean, we did. There was a sense of euphoria and it was really energizing. And we got to see people from everywhere. We were kind of treated as like B or C or D list celebrities in a way because we were the chosen ones that got to stand on the stage and be involved. Like there was a lot of things that they contributed to it. We could, I guess, show off in a really grandiose way as well. Yeah. The things that we did on a normal Friday night. Like there was so many things that conference meant to us. And I think I've said this in a prior podcast. I mean, now I could say I could run a conference that or a, a gathering or a camp that has, you know, from a thousand to ten thousand people. I know the ins and outs of it, the elements that need to be run to ensure that it works effectively. And and we've, you know, I've seen it through a generation of having a paper-based way and paperless. You know, you know, we've seen that transition as well. And. Again, with that, those years of experience, we've also seen the level of influence that Hillsong's had. It just grew astronomically. And, I mean, we got to, that church got to the point where they were recording the worship prior to it being run, and it was played as a track. What, what and the muzos would just stand on, oh, okay. on the front there playing on top of the track, but it was already pre-recorded. I mean, that's how set... I mean, it was like a concert, you know, that's what concerts are like. They're completely staged and set music arrangements and design of how the stage and the set is run and when the music's played and when it's stopped. I mean, that's what it started turning into, a massive production. That would then get replicated. And so if you were one of the lucky ones that helped, you know, formulate or write or, you know, produce the, the opener, that opener started getting translated into the other conferences around the world as well so I mean if you think about entertainment the arts media marketing working in IT in sound and electrical I mean you kind of 
had the world as your oyster being at Hillsong. I mean, you've got opportunities to work in venues that a lot of people wouldn't dream of doing, you know, and as well having the amount of manpower that Hillsong somehow always seemed to recruit. Yeah, it's like, if I don't know, what's a reverse snowball? Because it's, you know, one one thing. Gets, so, yeah, sure, the pandemic hit them hard. And you couldn't run those things. And you could tell that when pandemic hit and we couldn't do all these events anymore, it really hit them hard. And that's when I realised, yeah, I always knew this, but we were a church that were ran around events. We were events obsessed. We just loved pulling on big parties. Well, and big shows, we just loved it. And what what is that? I mean, I'm I'm a little bit older than you by <clears throat> about twenty years. Yeah. So tell me, is it is it the party because you're young and it's nice to go to parties with your friends? I mean, is that it, or is it? Well, that- Ben talks about it in his podcast, in his story and sharing of his journey. But it was like. You did. You got hooked at the event, at the at the show they put on, and you're like, "Wow, it's so much more bigger," and it tantalizes the senses. And you're like, "Wow, this is so much more fun and energetic and funny, and it made you laugh, it made you cry." Like you know, it was a bit of comedy as well. It was a bit of soap. It was everything all in one, and it was. But it was also fundamentally based on real people having with their real lives going through real stuff. I mean, we never hear it from the mother dove or the eagle, what, but what, the real stuff yeah. that they would go through, like you never really heard the real nitty and gritty. But okay. when you interacted on a daily level and you met people and you got into a community, okay. everyone was so hyped and they were positive and they would be there for you. I mean, it was very limited and it was based on a contractual non, yeah. non-binding <laughs> agreement that you, were, you would continually rock up. And you'd be at prayer meeting and you would serve, but they were there for you. It was conditional, but we weren't going to discuss or even imagine what it would be like not being a part of this group. Because, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why would you want to think about not being a part of it? That's that's really smart. I wonder if that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you can get everybody into a great mood and tell them they're going to have the best time of their life, and everyone's into it, well, they're going to have the best yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like that infectious, you know, like one smile, you know, you keep smiling. I mean, there's so much research on that. Even if you don't feel like it yeah. and you smile, someone else catches One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Is that small, then they, that happiness kind of gets transferred. 
and same with that doing one good thing for someone and yeah. paying it forward. I think that was a big element to it all. And that the, was its power. The the internet gurus that you see, you know, like when you watch YouTube and there's someone that's like, you can run your own this or that and watch my free oh, yeah. webinar. They've all got a strategy as well of the next book, yeah. the next conference, the next course, the, you know. and Oh, my gosh. Can we yeah. just hold up there? This is, this is a great point. I mean, everyone who's who's been to a conference before will hear me on this. I mean, they were already advertising next year's slogan of what conference would be already when you were sitting in the first, second session. I mean, they were ahead of the game. Yep, yep. And the minute you finish the one conference, you you know, early bird for next year. Uh, yep. Now you could sign up with a QR code, just put your phone lift your phone up and, you know, tap it on, on, your, on your camera app and you were already downloading the Google form. Like it was unreal. Like, and I, so they will have a very clear strategy. I stumbled on a video last night about the metaverse. And so if you don't know what the metaverse is, it's a virtual reality world that you're going to want to find out about if Zuckerberg gets his way. But Facebook actually approached Hillsong and met with Sam Collier in Atlanta, which I hadn't known. And they've signed a deal, Hillsong and Facebook. And then Facebook changed a couple of months later to Meta for the Metaverse, so that you'll be doing virtual reality church. So if you know, you think the marketing's good now, if you think the hypnosis is, you know, sophisticated now, wait until you kind of don't know whether it's the virtual reality or God fun times and and people do get completely hooked who doesn't want the very bestest bestest relationship with god i guess is that how it works i mean i don't want you to go to a conference and i didn't go and then what you're closer to god than me is that a thing oh you were definitely like why aren't you coming you should be registered blah 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 but then like what i would always laugh and i'd always argue is did anyone notice I wasn't there? And the week after when the conference is over, everyone had forgotten about it. And now we were talking about what was next in the calendar and about pumping that event up. thing about you is you seem to know an awful lot. And as I've uh, told the gang before, like we've met, you're real. I've seen you. You're not some kind of weird catfish uh, situation coming on here, but you haven't, told me everything because we can't I guess you know people can tell we don't keep quiet for long enough you know and and we were we were going to do the whole um grace story this week and we got a bit distracted what what hits me so strongly about you is that you're obviously well connected with people in the organization you've got friends in and out and all over the place and family I'm guessing mixed in there and yet you're sitting here or there you're sitting there and speaking quite freely and yet you know I just concluded an article on people leaving and the levels of trauma that keep them so quiet and I commend you you're an absolute diamond or a unicorn or and there's no great answers 
this minute, but there's something very different with what you're going through that, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to tell us about. Is it time for Grace's story? I mean, what? What's yeah, I mean, we could, we could do a little teaser before we jump in. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about you. So are you going to give us a couple of hints? I think to an- I think to answer that question in short, like just as a my reaction immediately to hearing what you have just said, there's no prep at all with this and did not read this question beforehand. I think one of the things that I have been doing is critically reflect and and I think in and out of church, so like when I have been involved in there and reflecting on critically so actually thinking about what has been good what has been bad what have I contributed how does this affect me when I've had a negative reaction to why the hell did they say that or write this I think about "Mm, what was my feelings towards what I've just read what has it touched on what sore points has it touched on for me has it crossed my values or my beliefs in certain things do I agree with it? Do I not? Also thinking more with more perspective. Um, I wonder what they're thinking or feeling when they are writing X, Y, and Z. So you're actually taking a step back and trying to think about what's going on for you and what is going on for them and trying to examine both things and how they're interacting with each other. So, I mean, that's a real theoretical way to explain what critically thinking is. But I mean, if people just understand the basic notion of self-reflection, and why did I do this? And why did I do this? I mean, sometimes it takes taking a step back for a considerable amount of time yeah. and, and actively engaging and reflecting and debriefing and talking with people who you feel safe with about all the stuff that's been going on. I mean, this has been going on for years. It hasn't just started now. I mean, and like yourself, Tanya, you've had your own experience. I mean, your whole book, you know, originally written was your own critical reflection in certain ways and you know it's been going on between prior to the book the book after the book and you know now we're looking at what 15 years later there's a lot of time and space between where people's lives have been impacted in Mm. in in, in a number of ways I think for me I've definitely been thinking about it a lot I was always a kid who just questioned a lot of things and but questioned and also tried to seek right answers. It wasn't just like, oh, stuff this, I hate it. I was like, what is actually going on here? And why do I believe this stuff? And why have the be why have I been told a certain way? I think the problem it was, I mean, half my life, more than half my life, three quarters of my life so far, I've been made and forced to believe this. And this was the only way, capital W way. And so the last 10 years have been really exploring what do I think and formulating my own values and beliefs and uh, my own kind of compass around how do I navigate all of this and what do, what sense of meaning do I make for myself because like we've said countless times before it hasn't overly been negative however the the low level of con- control and uh, manipulation and coerciveness turned into big kind of versions of it over over the years and and you you became an employee without being an employee I mean and the amount of hours you did outside of your real life I mean your family your friends your relationships they all suffered and in a way you you know I've said it before was robbed I mean it was my 20s 
okay. 20s when I should have been going through a whole range of age okay. development stages that I've really, I guess in some ways, I haven't gotten on the bike till way late in my 20s and now I'm trying to catch up with the rest of society, trying to move on with my life, with career and and finding a partner and settling down and all these things. I mean, all these big question marks, which, you know, Christianity and, and, and Hillsong and that environment had a lot to say about those areas and so, the way that you should be. So, I mean, capital W way, you know, church had a lot to say about who were you to marry, you know, how would your life trajectory look like and what would that timeline be? And so once you start meandering outside of that norm you kind of be in the forgotten cousins yeah. um, that are all struggling to catch up or, or you get a yeah. bit jaded and you kind of look elsewhere I've had to go through a lot of counseling church family culture faith yeah. has all come up as the major themes time and time again and I think my ability to talk about it is because there's always been a lot to say, but very few environments to safely say them in. And oh, it feels comfortable great. to be able to share this knowing that, I mean, even from, you know, you, us first potting together that, you know, a lot of people were just kind of giving a lot of good feedback because they liked the the realness of the chats and and it came with laughs and nods of agreeance and and tears as well because I guess people would have felt and really connected with the story so but yeah I think I think part of it also is my profession we're not just taught to critically reflect all the time but also thinking at the wider systems and not just looking at an individual level but looking at all the layers. Now I'd want to ask you though just let us know just throw us on the map you grew up in Hillsong I started when I was 13. But okay. prior to that, I was at an affiliated church. Okay. And have you left Hillsong? Never announced, but yes, the actions speak louder than yeah. words. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, so you're not in attendance at the moment? No, no. How long ago was the last time that you were like a, really considered yourself a member, roughly? Prior to COVID. That's a long perspective then. I, you know, I don't know how old you are, but sounds like a bunch of years then. Since Brian's 50th birthday. You really do know what you're, so you would uh, definitely know a lot of people in and out then, hey, and I, I appreciate you and I know people appreciate you more than you can really realise. It's, it's a, a, such a strength thank you hey thank you grace I, it helps so many people we'll sign off for now and we'll uh be looking forward to that story when uh whenever you're ready yeah when you get your charge your battery <laughs> for sure i'll talk to you see you soon bye don't you just love grace and could you just sense the intensity of Answering the question, have you left Hillsong? It's incredible. And you can tell it almost feels like blasphemy and that's because they've done such a good job of intermingling church and God and Hillsong. It's just incredible. And I really applaud Grace and can't wait for her to tell us the rest because spending your 20s and teens in Hillsong would be 
particularly interesting. And now this concept of the forgotten cousins is just, there's a lot there. I hope you liked today's episode. Please send in content suggestions if there's something you want to talk about or have talked about. If you want to share your story, please send us a message. Please like, share, subscribe, do all that. Follow us because it really helps. And, you know, keep looking after each other. Keep being kind to each other and be kind to yourselves. Go easy on yourselves. As you keep on leaving Hillsong, we'll talk soon. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.